We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yes, what's good, everybody? Welcome back to the Veterans Minimum. I'm your host, Nick Deus. At Nick Deus 10 is where you can find me. My guy, A-Double. It's that time of year, baby. The Titans bandwagon is here. Titans bandwagon, let's here. go. It's here. Uh, I feel like a coach right now come off a really bad loss where you just want to say, we're moving forward to the next week. That's how I describe Wildcard Weekend. I'm going to try not to talk about much because, boy, it's been a long time since I've seen something that was that disappointing. Yeah, what do you think? Uh, uh, what do you think of the additional playoff team? Well, I've been very critical of it from the start. Yeah, you have. Pretty much, it's been justified. Now, look, Greg, if the Chargers got in, the Saints got in, I think we would have gotten better games. So maybe it just didn't work out. But I don't think it's just that. I just think there was so much football to consume. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Mitchell Schwartz, who was uh, used to be an All-Pro right tackle, and now I think he's retired. Even he was talking about his like. It's like it's, it feels oversaturated. Like it's just going on and on and on. Maybe the game quality obviously in help matters, but it's just Saturday, Sunday, then the Monday. By Monday, I was just like, all right, well, we'll see. And then by Monday, with six minutes left in the first quarter, I was like, all right, well, we don't really need to see much else. Dude. Yeah. Outside of the Bengals game, everything else was decided by two scores. With Dallas, well, yeah, Dallas. Yeah. Well, Dallas they made the late comeback, but they, they it was were a six point game. Yeah, as yeah, that's true. As and ridiculous as it was. All right, yeah, yeah, you're right. Two games, two games, but yeah. outside of that, they were all blowouts. Right. And I, and I think this is back to back years that like the seven seed kind of has no chance at. Well, give credit to Indy last year. Indy showed some fortitude. They made it interesting against the Bills. Yeah, but it was like Philip Rivers was the last drive. You pretty much said no, but it was it was competitive at least. It was a respectable effort. I just think even like just the game quality, like outside of Kansas City, Buffalo, the Rams, and San Fran's defense, I thought everything was just mm-hmm. really bad. I didn't think I didn't think Raiders Bengals was all that good, and uh, well, my friend, I, I I didn't think the Bucks looked all that impressive. I thought Philly was just a complete disaster, so it was disappointing. But look, 
we get through the paint, and now we got four phenomenal matchups. Like literally, like to me, these are the best eight teams in the NFL. Like you couldn't ask for much better. The matchups are compelling. There's so many storylines to it. So the pain of wildcard weekend, I think, will be uh, slowly forgotten about once we see divisional weekend, particularly the Sunday games. I think the Sunday is slightly more than Saturday. Oh, I think slightly is. I still think Saturday is really interesting, but yeah, it is kind of underselling. Yeah. The the heavyweight matchups are on Sunday. Sunday yeah. yeah, those are the main events. Particularly the late one. It's fascinating that it's also true to your point. This is the tightest. If you were to take all the point spreads mm-hmm. of these four games and the history of Divisional Weekend, we're talking like all time, mm-hmm. this is the tightest that the lines are combined. Right. So like the biggest favorite is Green Bay minus six. Mm-hmm. A lot of people picking the Niners. We'll get to those in a little bit. Yeah. But I'm just saying like to your point, this one's also like a historic mm-hmm. weekend coming up. Right. Uh, everything else is less than a field goal right. pretty much every other game. Because there's no outliers. Like, you see these teams, like, okay, they belong. Yeah. Like, there's nothing here. You say, all right, that was they come off a fluky upset. Oh, it's a total mismatch. So I think that's why everyone should be excited about the quality of the games that we're going to get. So one thing I want to do before we move into breaking down the weekend is I want to go back just a little bit. You came up with a dope idea about the teams that got eliminated in Wild Card Weekend. Mm-hmm. What teams do we feel high about and optimistic about heading into next year? And what team that made the playoffs are we low on? Yeah. And obviously, it's only to be the teams that were eliminated. So the nominees are Vegas, New England, Philly, Dallas, Pittsburgh, and Arizona. Start with a team you're low on. There was two. But one of those teams has three first-round picks, so I'm going to put them to the side. I thought just Philly, one of the worst playoff efforts I've ever seen yeah. in my life. I thought just a complete embarrassment. Like, coaching staff should be ashamed of himself, in particular mm-hmm. defensive coordinator. Like, I could go on and on about them. I was just like so appalled by performance. But I think when you look at it long-term, though, to me it has to be Arizona. Arizona, huh? They're in rough shape. You look at that roster, there's a lot of aging players. Mm-hmm. And there's also now this these graphics that come up of Kingsbury, like September, October, mm-hmm. and then November to all well, January. Now it's just it's been proven. But it, this is going back to like Texas Tech days too. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a dude who had you know yeah Patrick Mahomes also, and you know he's had Kyler Murray. So it's not like he's had shitty quarterbacks to deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Arizona's interesting. Uh, I wouldn't say low though. I still because because they have the quarterback position right. So the way that I broke this down. I think the team I'm highest on was the team you referenced, and that was the Eagles. Because, yeah, Jalen Hurts don't do it for me, but how can you not pick them going into next year with all those first-round picks that they have? I don't think the draft history is all that great. Yeah, something just went in my eye, bro. Hold on, out. folks. Delay. We got uh, no. We we're good. We're good. good? Don't, definitely not editing this out. But I don't know, like some shit. What's happening in here? I don't know. No, but I know the, the draft history, and I was just uh, I was with my buddy Chris over the weekend, and we were watching the games, mm. and I showed him the video. He had never seen the video. Of Mike Zimmer and the front office right. when they picked Jalen Rieger, they started laughing because mm-hmm. he had Justin Jefferson in fantasy, mm-hmm. and he was saying he's like, dude, my fantasy team was so good. I was second in the league in points for, but I didn't even make the playoffs because. I, he lost, like, Derrick Henry. Mm-hmm. He lost, like, a bunch of guys. But he's like, Justin Jefferson is my boy forever yeah. and whatnot. And I showed him that video. But it goes right. back to what you were saying, how they don't really draft well. Yeah, they haven't. And I just I don't like that coaching staff at all. Mm-hmm. Sirianni, Gannon, like, it just – those are things that 
deter me from them. But look, three first rounds, that's a lot of capital there. You hit on at least two of them, you're going to benefit from it. But I don't know. Between that and I just, to me, Hurts looks like a high end backup. I, I would not trust Hurts. Oh, yeah. In the slightest. Yeah, I think yeah. I think right now through two seasons, uh, I walk out on top on that conversation of him as a quarterback. I mean, I've just been pretty – it's been pretty consistent with me. Like, I think he could be a game wrecker on his feet. Mm-hmm. But as a pocket passer, like, a lot of times you just miss dudes wide open too. Doesn't and throw it any anticipation. Yeah, yeah. Just, just weird. Like, he's a great fantasy football yeah. quarterback. But I don't know if that's a guy that I could see winning three games in the playoffs no. to make a Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, but I like that they have three first-round picks. So and you're putting Philly as the highest out of all six teams. <clears throat> I would say, yeah, because I also, New England and, and Mac, I don't know. I, I don't like anything from Mac Jones. I think he's a game manager. He'll, uh, his ceiling is like B-, minus, okay. right? Um, I like Vegas, but I also think they overachieved this year. A lot of one-score games That's went their mystery. way. 4-0 and oh in overtime. Mm-hmm. Chances are if you play four overtime games next year, you're probably not going 4-0 oh again. Who's going to be the head coach? What's happening with Derek Carr? What's the GM? What's the GM? Yeah, Mike Mayock gone. You look at Dallas. I mean, <laughs> I just don't trust it until proven otherwise. Yeah. I was talking about this with Impy about the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear about their offensive struggles in the regular season ever again. Because they're a team that has earned the right, like you have said in the past mm. about MVPs, like yeah. we nitpick at someone having a bad game. Right. It's like the Kansas City Chiefs are allowed to have a stinker yeah. or two in a regular season. Mm. Because time and time again, when the playoffs come, they, they the turn pedigree. it on. It. Yeah, and yeah. they built the resume right. that we've been here and we turn it on. There's yeah. certain teams in sports that when it comes to a major tournament in soccer, mm-hmm. it comes to the NBA playoffs. LeBron turns it on. The Spurs mm-hmm. will turn it on. The Chiefs are like yeah. that now. It's not like they had a bad season. They were literally the two seed. Yeah. Like. And then with with the Dallas with the Dallas Cowboys, it's like until yeah. proven otherwise, there's a team uh, there's a team that has a lot of stars, a lot of talent, a lot of guys that are on your fantasy football team are all pros on defense, mm-hmm. rookies of the year and yeah. shit, but. They just continue to flop in the playoffs. Right. So until proven otherwise, okay. that's why to me I picked Philly as the, the highest. Philly's highest. Who's your, who's the team you're just totally dialing out on? Oh, man, got to be Pittsburgh. No, I actually Pittsburgh's my team. I think I'm feel the best about. Hmm, interesting. Is well, it because you think they end up with a with a quarterback? A lot of cap space. I'm a little concerned that they're going to lose a GM too. Kevin Colbert is probably one of the best talent evaluators out there. But just the fact that they're going to get an upgrade at quarterback. They're it, I don't know how big the upgrade will be, but by default, they're gonna have an upgrade. And that team, that team feels ready, right? Like if they got a good young skill position core there, the defense they still have their pieces. They got to draft a little better, but Pittsburgh, they, now they have the pedigree when it comes to drafting. Mm. For the most part, they hit. So I'm fairly confident about them, and especially with the cap space. You know, even though I know the season was rough, it was this was hard. Like if, if Dallas fired Mike McCarthy, I would have picked Dallas. So I still think Dallas's roster is built to win, like they could compete, but it's just who can trust Mike McCarthy at this point. So it was hard to pick this one, but I got Pittsburgh would be the team I'm most optimistic about. Arizona, I'm totally down on. So you and you got Philly most optimistic, and who you and you're most down on Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, yeah. You just think there's too much mystery. Yeah, man. You know, it's still for, for me the quarterback is everything, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I like a lot of Pittsburgh, but also. 
I don't like that Deontay Johnson still comes up short in big spots, like third downs and with the drop season. Yeah. I know it improved this year. Yeah, but not in a big spot like that. That's yeah, cool. and Najee Harris is a, is an awesome running back. They mm-hmm. found something in uh, Friar Muth. Mm-hmm. Claypool is like your your ideal type of wide receiver, but he's he also immature. does. Yeah, yeah, he's immature. Yeah. And I just think that the quarterback position, but they're going to be good, right? Because Tomlin is going to figure it out, yeah. and they still have like blue chippers and really good players on the on both sides of the ball. But I think right now, if I'm looking at it, just at the quarterback position, that's the only one that I don't know what's happening that's next fair. year. So that's the only reason why yeah. I'm lower. We'll see what happens to Raiders when it comes to quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Patriots, I was kind of like Mahan. I just think the Patriots they need speed. Like they looked really slow. They have no one on that team that scares me. If um if if my team is playing New England, there's no one that they have that I'm like, damn, he's gonna light us up this week. Oh, Tom, from an offensive standpoint. From an offensive standpoint, okay. yeah, defensively, uh, yeah, defensively, yeah. I, no, their guys. defense is yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, offensively, yeah, that, and that was the challenge all year we were talking about. I was like, that's why I was pretty down on them. I was like, it's gonna be week in week out. Josh McDaniels is gonna have to work wonders. Otherwise, this is a team that's gonna struggle to score 20 points. Dude, before we segue into breaking down these divisional games, because I really want to spend a lot of time on these, look at just as a whole, all the teams that we have left, they all have bare minimum two guys you need to worry about on offense that are game records. And some even have three guys. Some might have four. Some might have four, right? I'm thinking the Rams right now. But dude, like... Just off the top, right? Yeah. The wide receivers in Cincinnati, they could take over games. They got the running back. Yeah. You got the big three in Tennessee. Yeah. You got Cooper Cup. You got Odell now. He has six touchdowns yeah. with the Rams. Stafford could light it mm. up. Cam Akers is back. Mm. You got Evans. You got Gronk. Mm. Playoff Lenny. We'll probably yeah. see him. Kelsey, Mahomes, Hill. Uh, we know about Buffalo. Jarek McKinnon now. Yeah. You got Diggs, Singletary. Like, yeah. all these teams. The San, Packers, Devontae. San Fran's got their big three. Yeah. yeah. You got Kittle. You got Debo. Ayuk yeah. is, is coming along. You got the running back now that they yeah. give the ball 25 times. Right, like, so. every one of the – but New England has not a single one. Yeah. There's not a guy where I'm like, oh, man, I play New England. We got to watch out for Jacoby Myers. Yeah. Like, yeah. Mm. <laughs> Congrats. Yeah. So we, we just hope uh, nothing is thrown at the New England players after the – obscenity that was thrown on the field after Kendrick Bourne scored a touchdown. Oh, yeah. man. Buffalo fans. They just... They were calling it Bildos. <laughs> that was hilarious. Yo, that's popped up. That popped up like like 2018, I think, the first time. It was mm-hmm. a Pats-Bills game. And it was like a pink dildo just man. right behind the shot of the referee calling like a delay yeah. game. And hey, they, might, they still have a chance to get a home game. If things work out Dude. for them. They, they, uh, AFC Championship and Buffalo. That town... Good God. Oh, man. Let's get let's get into it, dude. Let's set it off with the Patreon roll call just to get it out the way before I forget. Patreon.com. You get access to betting content, a Discord, episodes early, giveaways, contests, shout outs like you're getting now. Helps build a show. Uh, some cool stuff is being built behind the scenes. There's going to be a merch store soon, so you'll be getting discounts to the merch store. And you'll be getting exclusive episodes as well. But shout-outs to the members of the Patreon. We got Nick Chavez, Ryan Pisner, Christopher Velasquez, Derek Platees, Devin Rendon, Mike Wozniak, Jordan Riley, and Steven Briggs. And hit me up at NickDayas10 or at Veterans Minimum to get in on the Super Bowl box for a chance to win some money, a new Xbox, a PS5, the whole nine. So hit us up over there. Okay, Alan, I'm hyped, son. 
I'm hyped because you are right. These are these are all bar fights. These are all banger matchups. We're gonna go in order. Bengals at your Titans now. Anytime it's I feel January, like your your Bengals. You, I feel like you're gonna start claiming the Bengals though. We gotta get you a beanie or yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout shout to my guy. Literally, Bengals. You've been talking about since August. I have, yeah, yeah. I have, and and I'm upset that I didn't bet them to make the playoffs. Right. I wasn't hired because I didn't. They they caught the league by storm, mm-hmm. but they had. They had the pieces there. We just, a lot of questions, right? We didn't know what the status right. of his knee was going to be, if it was going right. to hold up. No one saw the defense playing as good uh-huh. as it did. Offensive line being better than what people assumed it was going to be. Mm-hmm. And then Jamar Chase is like, what, a top five wide receiver already? <laughs> so they're going into Tennessee. I'm looking at this game, and I'm saying to myself, we can't look at the Tennessee Titans from November and December. Though they won and they stayed afloat. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at this Tennessee Titans team. They're going to come in the healthiest that they've been. They're going to get Derrick Henry back. To what degree? We don't know, but he's going to be out there. Mm-hmm. Julio is rested. Mm-hmm. This is why you got Julio for yeah, the playoffs. this is the matchups. You got A.J. Brown now healthy, too. And I'm looking at the 6-2 and two team that had some nice wins early on in the year and dominating wins. Yeah. That's how I'm looking at the Titans. And their defense, I think, is... Probably the most underappreciated unit in the playoffs right now, in my opinion. They've, they've had some great performances. And I think after last week, like I would have said San Fran, but I think everyone's talking about San Fran now because that's San Fran defense. Ooh, we're going to talk about them. They were getting after it. But Tennessee, uh, all three levels, boy, they got some playmakers. And uh, I'm looking at that, and particularly just the matchup. Because whenever you look at the Bengals game, you just have to wonder, can their O-line hold up and – you know, they were going against a dangerous Raiders front, but now you're going against a Titans front that I think is more complete. They don't just have edge rushers. They have guys inside, particularly Jeffrey Simmons, and that's when you won the big challenges. All pro Jeffrey Simmons. Yeah. And you got another guy that's all pro in Kevin Byard, right. who I think I was talking to Will, and he was telling me about, like, when you have a guy like Byard, there's not going to be any blown coverages. There's not going to be— He's an organizer. Uh, yeah, he's mm-hmm. going to have everything in place. Everyone's going to mm-hmm. know where Jamar is. Mm-hmm. Oh, T's over here. Slide whatever. Oh, yeah. T and Jamar here. We're going to yeah, slide. Yeah. So you have that guy in the secondary, mm-hmm. and then you got Jeffrey Simmons just running wild. Right. Harold Landry, too. Yeah. I think the defense is going to have a big game here for the Titans. Yeah, and I've always been told about Nico Autry. He's kind of like that disruptive force that's like a super role player i like the linebackers and particularly evans like it's it's been a long process because past two years the tides defense people are just like oh this unit is not good Dude, like they don't do anything they don't rush the quarterback buyer gets a couple of picks bets about it dory jackson can't tackle anybody but now they've kind of reshuffled and even though their corners are still a little bit suspect i feel like they've just built a really strong unit they're very organized and i think both these defenses are very organized they have a lot a lot of big plays so i think it's just a matter of how both these teams, they're really just going to need their alpha males to like make plays on their own. Like, of course, you know, you're going to get them the ball in, in the intermediate parts of the field, but can they break the tackles? Can they just win one on one the outside and create some magic? Because both these teams, you want to talk about alpha male star power, it's across the board, and that's what makes this game so fascinating. And it's a fresh matchup. Like, yeah. Like, like, who would have thought this game would have been a divisional round game? And, and also, how about this? The only matchup of the three mm-hmm. of the four that wasn't played this year Bengals right. and Titans didn't play each right. other everyone else played each yeah. other some people forget that Green Bay and San Fran played each other yeah but yeah. early on yeah because it was you know it wasn't 
as like everyone remembers Rams and Bucks because mm-hmm. that was Stafford's first big test. Yeah. It was in LA, the whole nine. Now, here's the thing that I find fascinating about this matchup: seventeen combined one-score games this season by these two teams. So this might be, though the quarterbacks, one quarterback is better than the other, mm-hmm. and we don't think of them as both being all-pro MVP kind of guys. Mm-hmm. I think you would agree that Burrow would fit that mold of all pro. He's on MVP. Yeah, yeah, right? Where, like, you know what the ceiling is with Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. Though this one really might come down to whoever has the ball last, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you would say that about the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. You would say that about Stafford and Brady but, and, and Allen and Mahomes. Yeah. But this one, because of these two teams really playing close games, I think that's one of the reasons why a lot of people are betting on the mm-hmm. Bengals because you have that three and a half, that hook, even if the Titans are up. Joe Burrow is going to keep him in the game. Joe Cool, the whole nine. He also answered a big test for me last week as a rookie, being so poised. Since 2000, rookie quarterbacks in their first career start, six and eight, he was the sixth to win. Wait, so we used to claim, like, first time in the, like, how do you describe as a rookie? Like, obviously, it's the second year in the league, but it's like the first time in the, pl- in the first, playoffs. First career playoff okay, start. Yeah, yeah. Excuse me. Yeah. Yes, you're right. Yeah. yeah, first career playoff right. start. I said rookie, but yeah, yeah rookie in the playoffs. Because a lot of them lose their first game. Right. Yeah. So, and then you saw Mac Jones in his first start over there. Right. And then, like, Derek Carr is on that list, too, even Jill though he's hurts. Been, Right, right. But <clears throat> these two teams, I really think the the matchup with the wide receivers is going to be massive mm-hmm. because both these teams have wide receivers that could completely, like, just be game records. Right. Yeah. Although... You look at both head coaches, they're going to want to run the ball. Obviously, mm. we know about Tennessee, but Zach Taylor wants to try to run the ball at Mixon. They didn't have much success against the Raiders, and I think it's going to be very hard to run on the Titans. But I think it's well known Zach Taylor still wants to maintain some balance. I think Cincinnati had like the eighth most carries in the league this year, so you know Mixon's going to get the ball. But it's just you look at those playmakers, it's like you got, that's where you got to hit Tennessee. Like, George Norris Jenkins, if he's ISLA against T. Higgins, you got to try to find T. Higgins, who had a very quiet game uh, against the Raiders. And, you know, four targets is not going to be enough in this type of game. So, whether it's him, Boyd, obviously Chase, like, you want to see them get involved as much as they want to, like, have a ball control style of mixing. Because I assume they see Derrick Henry, it's like they got to kind of win the time possession battle. But then you have the explosive playmakers. So, it's like they're going to they're gonna have to balance it out. But, uh, let's not forget, as, as exciting as both teams are on the outside, they're both going to want to run the ball. Important to note that both Hendrickson and Hubbard practice in full on Wednesday, which is a really good thing to see. Yeah, Hubbard's been big for them. Yeah, I mean, b- both those guys. Like yeah. Hendrickson, I think at one point this year, had a sack in nine or ten, ten. Yeah, ten he, straight he games. Ten, yeah, That's he wild, just though. He's just always around. He's constantly pr- generating pressure and – you know, you get a Taylor Lewan, so that's going to be a good matchup. Where are you leaning for this game? This one is definitely, I think besides Bills, Chiefs, this was the hardest one to call. Really? Yeah. I think the NFC games, I'm not saying the NFC games are predictable, but I think the NFC games, they kind of know where I'm going. And AFC, these were tight. Oh, okay, this makes it more interesting for me when we get to the rest of these games because I think, I think the Titans... I don't want to say blowout because I think Joe Burrow is going to keep it close. Mm-hmm. But I do th- see a scenario where the Titans are winning throughout the whole game. Mm-hmm. And maybe there's like an onside kick for the Bengals 
to go to recover, to go and tie the game kind Man, of We're thing. going special teams. <laughs> like, yeah, shout out to the special teams, yo. Most underrated part of the playoffs, a lot of special right. teams, you know. I will so, say the Bengals have a more reliable kicker. Intent. I do not like Bullock. That's one of the big liabilities. <laughs> Both these number one seeds, special teams. Not, but, but all seriousness, I think that there's going to be a game where, especially if Derrick Henry comes back, I think the Titans could be winning, you know, 10 to 14 points throughout the game. And then maybe Burrow throws a touchdown mm-hmm. to he, T. Higgins with – you know, a minute 30 left, and they go to set up for an onside kick. I think the Titans are going to be able to control this game. Because the one issue I have with Tennessee is, besides secondary, is just Tannehill's been a little more turnover prone than I thought he would be. Like, there's in every big game this year, I feel like he's made a couple errant throws, kind of like Garoppolo. Mm. And it's just like, oh, you got to play smarter. And, like, I thought he was. Because Ryan Tannehill in 2019, 2020, he was one of the most efficient quarterbacks in the league. Oh, dude, yeah. And his numbers, like, uh, if you were to take from when he took over the job for Mariota... Uh And he hit the 16-game starter mark. Yeah. Like, those numbers were up there with, like, Mahomes mm-hmm. and Aaron Rodgers right. from efficiency like, and yardage yeah. standpoint. Like he was just steady. Yeah. And this year, it's been a little dicey. But if I'm going to take a team, it's just a Derrick Henry factor. And it's just I trust Tennessee in the trenches. I, I, at some point, I get concerned about the O-line. I just don't think bad O-lines travel well against good defensive fronts. And Tennessee, they could get nasty. So... As excited I am about Cincinnati and those playmakers, I'm going to lean Derrick Henry running game. I could see him getting 25 carries straight out the jump, and Burrow gets sacked five times, and Tennessee pulls out a nail-biter. You know, the one thing that I find so dope is that Henry coming back, the Titans, I think Mike Vrabel is going to play into this. Not no one, no one believes in us, but a lot of people disrespecting us. Yeah, Vrabel knows that, like, Year in and year out, we get into the playoffs. It's like, oh, from the AFC South, we don't play anyone. Well, it's that, but also this year they're the one seed. So you are the top dog. And everyone is like, you know, the game on Sunday, the winner of that is going to the Super Bowl, which I would agree with. But still, Vrabel, with extra time to prepare to, he has an amazing record. I think he hasn't lost off a bye week in his career. I'd have to check, but I got got that text. But he hasn't really been a coach for too long. Right, but I think it's like a seven-game sample size. I don't think he's had a bye week, though. Well, like buys coming off buys, like regular, oh, regular season. season. Yeah, like, oh, okay. I, I think he's like six and zero. Okay. Or oh wow. Okay. Yeah. But um, look, they dealt with it in twenty nineteen. Everyone's like, oh, they're going to well, Foxborough. We kind of called that one, but like when they went to Baltimore, there wasn't a person in sight picking them to beat the Ravens, and they dismantled the Ravens. So, and we should point out, like, you want to talk about Vrabel? Like, that's another factor in this game. Like, I think there's a major coaching advantage going towards Tennessee. So, I just don't believe in Zach Taylor. Okay, so the reason why I didn't want to bring that up is because this is this is the time of the year. This is the weekend where the playoff guideline is take the better quarterback. The better quarterback is on Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. The better head coach is on Tennessee. If I get the same pairing, I'm always going to that side, mm-hmm. right? Now, I think there's a significant on mismatch yeah. on both. Yeah, both, yeah. So that's why I'm intrigued about this. Yeah. But I think Vrabel is going to have them ready, the extra time to be healthy. Like, let's get a Julio game, bro. Let's get a vintage eight for Look, 140. I will say Julio has a lot of history torching Eli Apple. So if that's a matchup oh. there, you get after Eli <laughs> Apple. I think he also got Woozy a couple of times. Woozy's having a good year, man. You want to talk about a revival. Oof. Yeah. He, he, he's looked good. And Mike Hilton, someone to watch out for. Mm-hmm. He, the slot core, man. Nasty blitzer. So Cincinnati, they're just plucking guys out. 
But uh, yeah, look, th- these were like we said. This was the game for. This is why Tennessee brought in Julio mm-hmm. for. Like we need you in January. We gotta get over top. We can't just depend on AJ Brown. Even though AJ Brown, if he gets thirteen targets, it's probably gonna end up well for them. At the same time, you won't be solely dependent on that. But uh, who are you going with? I'm going with the Titans by. I'd say by more than seven. Oh, I think wow, it's a, so you, okay. Yeah, and I wouldn't be surprised if this game could get out of hand too. Like I think if if like Titans get the ball first and they score a touchdown mm-hmm. and it's like Derrick Henry just got like seven carries and it's right. like you know everyone's happy to see Derrick Henry again and they're running the ball. Because Jacobs is doing some major damage. Yeah, and since then look, they're still kind of re- they're still bolstering their roster. They got holes. Oh yeah. yeah, if you're a Bengals fan, like even if you get throttled in this matchup, you you might be in the top three situations moving forward. Right. Like you overachieved. Yeah. You found a quarterback. You got cap space. You 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 have a lot of pieces that you're happy about. And most of all, you finally won a playoff game. And you won a playoff <laughs> yeah. game. Finally won a playoff Bro, game. Bro, in 30 years. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Uh, so you're going Titans close. Yeah. Uh, I'm not totally confident, but I'm going to go Titans. All right. This next one, this has blowout to me. I'm excited, but yes. I'm just – because San Fran is exci- – like. No one will convince me San Fran is not exciting. Like, San Fran is just such a fun team. Mm. Like, they have star power across the board. Yeah. It's just they're banged up. It's in Lambeau. And they have a quarterback who is about as mistake-prone as it gets right now. You were just waiting for that. You knew a mistake was coming against Dallas, thing right? Is he had a good first half. Like, there was one yeah. play. He stepped up in the pocket. And, like, for one of the rare times I've seen Jimmy G throw a- actual pocket movement. Like, he actually looked explosive. He hit Ayuk on, like, a third and seven. I was like, I don't know. Okay. They're going to win this game. But second half, he missed. He misses Ayuk on, like, a play, too. After he roasted yeah. Diggs. And him and Killer aren't really on the same page. It's just... Yeah, that second half was really disturbing. And now you just a, a guy like Jerry G who's kind of not just injury prone, but someone you don't really look at as someone that can handle adversity. You're going to Lambeau Saturday night in January. And you're a little banged up. Oh, yeah. we've As is your team, right? right. And I meant like Jimmy G in right. particular. He's a little banged your up. Two best defensive players are banged up currently. Yeah, and Fred Warner, it seemed like when he hurt his leg, was getting the my season just ended speech like on the sidelines right. when the coaches were all talking mm-hmm. to him but yeah his helmet back on yeah he yeah. had his helmet back on and you're celebrating and then yeah. he put out the tweet that he'll be back mm-hmm. but uh i mean dude i'm already thinking that this is a three touchdown win for the packers Damn. oh yeah yeah <laughs> well, oh, I'm, I'm not like skipping over this i'm gonna get asked all why right, right. but i'm thinking like if bosa does play then maybe by two touchdowns like i think Bosa's that he was a game wrecker in that first half against yeah. the Cowboys until this he went down. Collins. Now the Niners are coming into this game. A lot of question marks as far as like who's healthy and how healthy are they. Mm-hmm. Whereas the Packers, this might be the healthiest that they've been all mm-hmm. season. Bakhtiari came back in that week 18 game. He's going to be out there. And then Jairi Alexander is expected to return too. Don't forget about Darius Smith. It's Darius yeah. Smith. Also, let's not forget this. We saw it happen last week with the Raiders. 49ers are coming off short rest. They played on Sunday. Now they're playing on Saturday. Ooh. And now they got to play at night in Lambeau. Yeah. You brought it to my attention a couple weeks ago where I completely forgot about it. And then I also brain farted about the Superdome running wild when there was no one in yeah. the crowd there. <laughs> Lambeau had what? 9,000 people in it last year? Right. Twenty? Uh, not 20, like mm-hmm. 10? Yeah. Now it's going to be packed, a bunch of cheeseheads. Yeah. So now the Packers are actually going to have a home field advantage yeah. with the crowd. And it's going to be at night. Yeah. And here's my favorite part about this. 
Aaron Rodgers, three playoff games in his career against San Francisco. What's his record? 0-3, right? 0-3. Yeah. All three of those games in San Francisco. No, hold on. Kaepernick beat him once in Green Bay. I think it was like 2014. You can look that up. I don't think that's right. First round wild card. I don't know what year it was. There was a wild card weekend. I remember San Fran played Green Bay. And it was in Lambeau. Because I remember people were just so lived with Don Capers. Like, we got far as Don Capers. Thing is, I don't know the year. I'm pulling it up right now. It's got to be somewhere between, like, 20... I want to say either 2013 or 2014. Hmm. Because then eventually San Fran fell off, Harbaugh left, Kaepernick ostracized, or blackballed. Um... Because obviously we remember that 2012 when that was like the real emergence of Kaepernick. Like, okay, he's going to be a problem. Like he ran for like 185 against the Packers in that divisional round. Then they beat the Falcons and then they went to Super Bowl. Yeah, the only thing I'm seeing right now is 0-3 in the playoffs Can you look up like them. 2013 or 2014 playoffs? I want to say maybe it was 2013. I remember Kaepernick was like running away from. Because I might, you know what? It might be 2013 because I remember they beat Carolina in the divisional round. Then they lost to Seattle in the in the conference championship. So I'm going to say 2013 wild card round was when San Fran beat Green Bay in Lambeau. While we wait, I'll, I'll make Nick happy here. You know, when's the last time Green Bay was a number one seed in front of a full Lambeau crowd? Oh, I remember. Yeah, I remember. Just 2011, baby. <laughs> 2011. Yeah, why can't I find this? Uh, we can look up. We'll get like a stat check there. We don't want to hold you up, people. Yeah. But but uh, I would say, though, this is the first time Green plays playing San Fran where they're the clear favorite. Like they're the superior team here. Mm-hmm. So I think that's one thing. It's just one thing I want to keep in mind, though. I have a feeling Shannon usually gets the upper hand with Fleur. But then again, man, Shannon, that fourth quarter last week. Lot, blood pressure was high on a lot of fans. Like, they totally. Wow, you know what? You are right. Oh, there we go. So, 2012, they won 45 31 in San Francisco. 2013, they won 23 20 in Green Bay. Yeah, I remember that vividly. Because then they beat Carolina. That was Cam's uh, big year, first big year. And then, then, and then uh, they lost 37 20 two years ago with. Uh, that was the Jimmy G. Jimmy G. Eight games, the ball, like mo- nine passes. Yeah, in most the whole there playoffs. was on a while. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, you were right. I was wrong. Yeah. I I would say though that's one of the things I would if you want to look at advantages for San Fran, it's just you have three players, and I always will say it's three of the most dangerous players after the catch, and you have a guy who could win you a game through mm-hmm. pure play, calling Shannon. And if you want to talk about courting on the rise, I absolutely loved everything what D'Amico Ryan's was doing last yeah. week. Yeah. D'Amico Ryan's, what a performance. But now you're going up against one of the most efficiently well-run offenses. Like you're going from Mike McCarthy now to Lafleur. Ooh, that's going to be quite the challenge. And Green Bay, it's just you're going against a quarterback that couldn't be playing at a higher level right now. Yeah, he's locked in, super locked in. Yeah, and I think a lot of his teammates are too. Um, you know, Aaron Rodgers at home, off the bye in his career, is just a juggernaut. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Jimmy G as an underdog is actually really good, too. 10-3 and three against the spread. I think this weather is going to be cold in Green Bay, like sub-20 degrees. Right. And I think a guy that we need to watch out for and see if they could rekindle that relationship that them two have, because we haven't seen it in a while, is Jimmy G and George Kittle. Like, right. I think Kittle could be a—I um, mean, he's always an X-factor in any matchup. 
But I think this one in particular, because everyone knows that Debo is going to get his, right? Like, they, they want to get Debo to ball 12-plus times one way or another. And they're going to do it. Mm-hmm. I think Kittle is a guy who he can't get just two targets and one catch right. in a game like this. Yeah. As much as a difference he makes as a blocker, and he does at some points, like, all right, let's get him five, six carries. Let's try to uh, exploit a couple of mismatches. I don't want to give another. We're trying not to go too, uh, back to the wild card game against Dallas, but another guy, I just. If you want to look at San Fran, like, they're going to try to run the ball in this game. Like, we already know it, whether it's Debo. Mitchell, like they're gonna, they're gonna try to keep Rogers off the field as much as possible. But if you get the likes of Kittle and man, my man Kyle Yuschek, I want him to be a Hall of Famer. If we could somehow get Kyle Yuschek into Hall of Fame, this guy, on a down basis, just making key plays. Like he is always in the right position. Like I absolutely love everything about Kyle Yuschek, and I think if San Fran's gonna have to win this game, they're gonna need their blocking to be on point, and they're gonna have to get those long drives where it's seven, eight minutes because as well as that defense played last week, they just don't have the horses to last. Like like those corners, they did well against Dallas, but look at Devontae Adams. And Alan Lazard, you know, since the second part of the season, since November, besides Adams, the player with the second most receiving touchdowns in the league, Alan Lazard. It's Adams with six, Lazard with five. Like, yeah, nah, yeah. he's, and, and Aaron Rodgers has mentioned it a lot on certain outlets that he goes on, mostly the Pat McAfee show. I would say one outlet. Yeah, one outlet. Yeah, <laughs> I'm bugging. Um, by the way, dude, I just remembered the reason why I forgot that 2013 playoff loss in Green Bay mm-hmm. is because I just looked it up in front of me. That was the year where Rodgers like broke his collarbone and then he came back and won that game against the Bears. Oh, that's end. when the Bears blitzed so, on so like fourth and six. The Packers were eight, seven, and one that year. Right, they were struggling. So it wasn't like it wasn't vintage. Right? A vintage, yeah. but still, though you're yeah, right. Yeah. You know, and to my point, where I thought that all those yeah. games were in San Francisco, but look, as as someone who is financially invested in the LA Rams, I would love nothing more than the Niners to win this game. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> well, look, I don't think the Rams could go into Green Bay, right? So, but it's the just host, the host that's six and zero record. I know yeah. man. they're due, right? To use the MP logic, like yo, they, I can't see them losing seven times. Right? Nah, but in, all kidding aside, like from just a a, a real X's and O standpoint, I think that Green Bay is going to be able to do whatever they want on them. Whether mm-hmm. Bosa's there, Warner's there, like I think Green Bay. You're also running out of excuses if you're Green Bay, too, right? Not that you had many excuses in the past, but it was, oh, you know, Rodgers never had the NFC title mm-hmm. game at home. Then he gets one at home. Mm-hmm. He loses it at home. Right. Then it's, oh, you know, it was the COVID year and there weren't people and it wasn't a real home no, field advantage. Now no, it's I, like... They know it's, it has to be their year. Yeah, Everything's and aligning. also, like, yeah. what's going to happen after this year? Yeah. Stewart die now. Right. You know, is it really the last dance? If it is, you go out there and you yeah. stomp these teams out. And I think yeah, that's what they right. do. Yeah. By the way, I don't envy anyone has to tackle A.J. Dillon that way. This is the type of year where A.J. Dillon, you know he's going to, that late second half, oh. This is this is when you want to have a running back like Aaron Jones and a guy like A.J. Dillon. Yeah. So it's that like, because I saw it. I saw what well, my teams. Mm. It was Bradshaw and then it was Jacobs, right? right? He's not as big as Brandon Jacobs, mm. but compared to what Aaron Jones is, he's a guy that's going to be just... I think he's stockier than Brandon Jacobs. He's not bigger, but yeah, just nah, dude, he's, his thighs. <laughs> yeah, he's a beast. Like, he's a bull. Yeah. So, I, I just think that Aaron uh, Aaron Rodgers is locked in. Mm-hmm. Who's going to cover Devontae? Yeah, it's going to be rough. And I just think that they're going to yeah. they're gonna do whatever they want. Like, Mosley and Williams coming back was big for them. They got Josh Norman off the field, but still, it's just... They just know how to scheme, not just scheme things up, but just Devontae's going to win. Like he, This guy, he will create separation at will. So 
Look, I'm still excited for this game. I think it's still an awesome matchup, but it's just Green Bay probably wins by two possessions. That's how I feel too. Yeah. Like it's gonna have to take a genius game plan by Shannon. Their big three is gonna have to make play after play, and they're just gonna have to get a couple turnovers. And we're on third down. Like I kind of compared to what a couple years ago with Tennessee did to Baltimore. Like get a couple fourth down stops. You know, get the third down stops and put them on fourth down. Get a couple stops there. Get a crazy deflection pick or two, and then just ball control, and then get a couple big plays here and there. But ultimately, it's just I just think Green Bay's too loaded. Like and now they're healthy. Like they're fully healthy. Like good luck. Last thing I want to say about this game, if you think the Niners win this game, mm-hmm. chances are, how do they do it, Alan? Run the ball, keep Green Bay on the sideline. You play a 21-17 kind of game, 17-14 kind of game. Lost screens and play action. Yeah, and yeah. you keep the ball. This would be a scenario where, from a betting perspective, it's called like a correlated parlay, mm-hmm. where I would take the Niners and the under because... The Niners aren't going to win this game in a shootout, chances are. They're not going to go into Lambeau and drop 30 on them and a back and forth. Like That's not what they want. No. They want to play a game like they did against the Cowboys. I'd say, you know, if you could cause a turnover, keep the ball, run your offense the way you want. I mean, they run their offense regardless, right? Yeah. They're down 17 nothing. They're still doing right. their usual schemes yeah. and the whole nine. But this is a scenario where I don't think it's going to happen. But just like for someone listening that's like, oh, no, the Niners are destined. You know, they're, they're the team no one wants to play, which... I wouldn't dis- disagree with. No, they're a pain. They're a pain. Yeah, yeah. like they're good. Yeah, they're yeah. they're good. They're good. It's not no slap dick this team. This is just that's more in. respect towards Green Bay and how low they are. Right. And like to me, Green Bay, like, the last bad performance, if you, taking out the COVID situation, like that Minnesota game, which is a really well played game by Minnesota. I don't think Green Bay played all that bad. Just and it's a, also a rival, yeah. and it came down like, to like well, the last possession yeah, kind like, of to thing. To me, besides Week One, like Green Bay is just. They've been locked in. Pretty sure Rodgers threw four touchdowns that game, too. Yeah. <laughs> well, he kind of always owns this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. Next game, Sunday. Rams visiting Tampa Bay. Oh, it's going to be fun. This is going to be fun. Yeah. And it's going to start what I think is the, the, the main entree of the weekend, the Sunday slate. Okay. Start us off with this one for this game because I have a lot to say. I have a lot to say, Alan. I think Tampa Bay, there's a lot of concerns. I like with, it. With Jansen and Wirfs, like, this is not the time where you want – like, they were banged up to begin with, but with skill position players, okay. Like, it's not ideal with Godwin being on an A-B situation, but as long as the offense line's intact, you give Brady time, it's all go. But now it's just like you lose Wirfs. Not lose, but look, he's a game-time decision. He's on walking boot right now, which is not ideal. And then with Jansen, like two of your three all pros are gone because Marpet's the other one. But you just look at what Floyd and Miller was able to do Monday night, and we know what Aaron Donald's resume speaks for itself. It's just that's one of the biggest concerns because I think if you look at roster-wise, I think the Rams are the more talented team. But in the trenches where you have to look at these types of games, especially in the playoffs, like Tampa Bay is just a more physical team. They're bigger. They have more depth. But losing Jansen and Wirfs, it's like, ooh, that was one of their true advantages. Now it's you question, will it be a disadvantage? Because you saw Ryan Kerrigan going at that right tackle Wells. He was it looked like a division three player trying to block a division yeah. one player. And, and and guess what? He also pulled his his quad also. Wells. Oh Wells, man. yeah. So now you're looking and and I'm I have the injury report in front of me right now. 
because I think that's that's massive, right? Like mm-hmm. the offensive line, this game I can see going the way the Super Bowl went, in the sense of if Tampa Bay is out with these two mm-hmm. offensive linemen, mm-hmm. like I think it could get ugly, and I think it could be something where this is why you brought in Von Miller, you got Leonard Floyd, you got Aaron Donald too, and you don't have your all-world left tackle. And then your center, too, who made oh, right the Pro tackle. Bowl. Right tackle, yeah. excuse me. So now it's like, yeah, Brady is. And this isn't a, a bash on Brady. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, we get he's the GOAT. He's the best to ever do it. If someone picks the Rams, it shouldn't be. If someone doesn't pick the Bucks, it shouldn't be because you're going against Brady. It's like, no, no, no. Brady isn't my concern at all. Gronk isn't the concern. It's they're coming in hobbled right now. And how much can you overcome? Yeah. And thing is. Fournette still, like they said, if he's 100%, he can't play. Because hamstring, you know, it's such a delicate injury. Like If he doesn't have his burst, there's no point of him playing because he's just going to be a liability. So that's a concern. And then, look, Sean McVay has gone after Tom Bowles in multiple matchups. Let's not forget the Monday night game last year. Like To me, that was Jared Goff's last great game as Mm -hmm. a Ram. Like Cup and Woods at over 100 yards, and they were just carving him up. And that was, ironically, the last time the Bucs lost the game. It went on that run afterwards. Yeah, but then you saw this year, and it's just we we've spoken at nauseum about how the Bucks secondary it's kind of a concern, and it's just I just think the Rams how they built that offense now. Like even Vance Jefferson only gets two or three targets. He really only needs one play to make a difference. Like that four yard catch he had against the Cross is just so routine. Yeah, just crosser because he just has that burst. And I with, feel like I feel like every single catch he's made has been that play. He's kind of that's why they got rid of Deshaun Jackson. Yeah, They're like we have to, our to deep open up shit for yeah, him. Yeah, because yeah. we know I scheme things up for Beckham. Higby's getting back into his groove, and Cooper Cup, the guy can't do no wrong. So, if you're a Rams fan right now, there's a lot to be excited about. Cam Akers, oh man, fuck man, coming back the Achilles five and a half months. Right, you come back, and immediately. Thrown into the Wolves. Mm-hmm. 18 touches in the playoff game. Yeah. And when Stafford got there, they became my Super Bowl pick. And they still are. Then Cam Akers goes down. And it's like, damn, that's kind of devastating. Mm-hmm. That was a big one. Because I, I had him as like a, you know, top two fantasy pick. Yeah. You know, second round there at worst. Mm-hmm. In this offense, the way they like to run the ball, how they did with Todd Gurley yeah. and the running backs that they would have. Yeah, the way they utilized them at the end of last year. They, he was in that workhorse role. Oh, dude, and, he's getting 25-plus yeah. touches against Seattle in yeah. the playoff game. He did it against the Jets in, like, yeah. that regular season right. game. And he, then even in Green Bay, he, he was, was like productive. Only, he was the only bright spot there. So here's the thing, and I think this is the biggest, the biggest like, handicapping, handicapping, ah, handicapping take three, finally got it. And, like, X-Factors for me is – the Bucks are coming in hobbled. A lot of guys that played in that first game that these two teams met back in week three are not going to be playing in this game. We don't know the status of Leonard Fournette. A.B. didn't play that game. He had like a COVID thing. Godwin isn't going to be there. And then on the flip side, no Von Miller then, no Cam Akers, and no Odell, yeah. who is a big part of this offense now. Yeah. He is a force again. And in this role, he doesn't need to get the ball 10 plus times just when he's jump ball in the red zone bang jump ball in the red zone they get him involved Mm -hmm. he's an important part of their offense he feels important Mm -hmm. and everyone's gonna be keying on cooper cup Mm -hmm. and he's never gonna get the number one coverage because you also have van jefferson running wild and doing his thing 
Now it's all going to come down to Matthew Stafford, right? This is why you brought him here. Mm -hmm. You saw them go head to head earlier in the year. Now it's different. Tom Brady's won nine straight divisional rounds. Like all Tom Brady knows is conference championship <laughs> games. So that's the huge. Yeah. And let's not discount Tampa's pass rush. Like the Rams are still that old line still has question marks mm -hmm. in Tampa. They still have, you know, Pro Bowl caliber players. We know about JPP. We know about Barrett. Barrett had a huge game against Philly. He was getting after it. And then Vita Vea dropping into coverage. coverage I know, yeah. yeah. What they it's just hilarious. Like the Rams, like both these teams can be blitz happy. But the thing is, like the Rams blitz Kyler Murray forty percent of the time. I don't think they're going to be blitzing Brady 40% of the time. Because the thing with Brady is, and he showed against the Eagles, he got the ball sometimes less than two seconds. I think it was like 1.9. Like, he has no problem dinking and dunking it because I guess Philly's defense afforded I'm not sure if Raheem Morris would do the thing. Same thing. And well, I just, if you don't if you don't have these offensive linemen out there, you right. don't think that's what they're going to want to do to negate that pass rush from Von Miller? It will, but will the openings be there? That's true, I don't too. Think, yeah. I don't think the Eagles – kind of run that Colts defense where they just don't want to give a big play. Yeah. They'll give you all the space underneath. I don't think the Rams want to do that. And another thing is Jalen Ramsey. This These are the matchups he loves. He loves big physical receivers. He oh. wants to get nasty. Dude, I was just going to bring it up. Yeah. Like, isn't this the kind of game where you just tell Jalen Ramsey, look, all year we've been doing some BS with you where you line up in the slot and you go to one side, go to the other. You don't really shadow anyone. Like, nah, bro, we're paying you, what, over $100 million they're paying over? Right. You know, it's a lot of money. He's the highest paid. And who DB. else are you going to cover on that team? Let's take away Mike Evans. Yeah. And let's see yeah. what they got. Because you saw last week, like Evans, he lined up a lot in the slot and he did his most damage there. And it was against Avante Max. Darius Slay was nowhere to be found. Yeah. So you have to look at tape. It's just like, we're going to negate that. Unless they're going to use Ramsey on Gronk, which would be totally understandable because Gronk still looks as good as ever. Also, they did that when he was on Jacksonville. Yeah. And they did so that in that playoff game. That's the only reason like... why I could see, all right, if you don't want to shadow Evans, fine, but you better be covering Gronk because yeah. Brady will be looking for Gronk. So, and the Rams, that middle of the field is kind of where you could get them at. Their linebackers are not very good, and we know about the safety situation. Eric went off the couch, baby. but uh, Got in shape playing at the YMCA, playing hey, pickup basketball. You, you know, that <laughs> guy's a true dead. But, uh, yeah, there's there's a lot of moving pieces in this game. Like, you're going to see, this is another one of those games where just both sides, so much star, star power. But, oh, man. Like, you look at the Rams, as long as Stafford doesn't throw multiple turn, what is it, interceptions, fumbles, don't turn over multiple times, and if the Rams could just hold their own in the trenches, this is their game. Yeah. Because I just think they're superior across the board, while Tampa's kind of hobbling. The only things you can really say with Tampa, obviously the Brady factor, and it's just look, if they could somehow win the trenches on both sides, then it's anyone's ball game. Yeah, nah, this is, to me, this is the game I'm the most, not conflicted, but it's the one that I'm having trouble picking a winner in. Like, removing the fact that, yeah, no shit, I'm financially invested in the Rams, but from a professional standpoint, to pick a winner, this is the one that I'm struggling with the most. What makes you feel good about the Bucks? Because we've been kind of down on them, but look, they're still the two seed, the reigning champions, like... What makes you conflicted? What is Tampa bringing to the table that makes you think? I think I mean, it's I think it's really number twelve. Okay. I think Ooh, that's what else can you say? Yeah, I think it, that's really the only reason why. And their defense is relatively healthy. Like, look, their defense could bring it. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm worried about the offensive line and the skill position players. You could get away with that against Philly because also you know with Philly, Philly wasn't going to match you scoring. Mm -hmm. You want to get into a shootout now with the Rams with 
Mike Evans and Gronk only. Yeah, yeah. you want. You weren't afraid to get into shootouts when you had Gronk and Evans and Godwin yeah. and A.B. And then Scotty Miller is like your fifth or sixth option mm-hmm. on the offense whenever Leonard Fournette was there, too. Yeah. But now when these guys are all elevated, you saw it. He threw some passes to Tyler Johnson. And it's like he gave him that. Yeah, what drive is Brady going to yell at Tyler Johnson? It, it took the, the second drive. Like I could just picture it again. Like Just the timing. We're on the same page. Eventually, cluster injuries, like I mentioned, when it happens to one position unit, it comes back to haunt you. You might not see it right away. Mm-hmm. You might see it later down the line. But at some point, it catches up to you. Yeah. But they have number 12. And they have Gronk. They have guys that they know what they need to do. And it's also a team that knows what they need yeah. to do, right? They did this last year. Yeah. I think they were, of all teams, they were pissed that Dallas lost. Because I think Dallas would have been a much more favorable matchup for them compared to the Rams. Oh, yeah. I feel like Dallas, they would have matched up pretty well. Yeah. This game, it's just like... It's not just because the Rams look so dominant against the Cardinals. It's just that roster is built really well. And unless Tampa wins in trenches, unless Stafford, like they, like Top Bowles really has to bring out his best. Like mm. Top Bowles is being talked about as a potential head coaching candidate, well deserved. But this is a game where it's a like, Top Bowles, you might have to throw a kitchen sink. We got to get Levante David, Devin White, just throwing at him and just get Stafford uncomfortable because if Stafford's comfortable, he's going to hit Cooper Cup. Like that's about as reliable as it gets when it comes to QB receiver. Like, I would love to know what Stafford's completion percentage is when throwing a cup. It's probably 70 or more. You know what's funny? He uh, he dropped the pass in that in that game in the playoffs. Uh-huh. And uh, I was laying down on my couch, and I kind of sat up like, wait, what just happened? Yeah, <laughs> he did. I was like, got picked off. <laughs> yeah, it just went through his hands. Like, yeah, he threw it, like, back here. Uh-huh. But I was just like, yeah, I don't think he had any drops this season. Like, it just uh-huh. seemed like they were always connecting. But it happens, you yeah, know, just, yeah. like, more of a funny yeah. thing than anything. Yeah. But, man, for me, uh, where are you leaning on this one? It wasn't too – like I said, the MC games weren't too hard to call. Like, I'm going with the Rams. Oh. Yeah. I was, I was pretty confident. Oh, this is – Yeah, and be- NFC, I – I was pretty straightforward. I was like, nah, I could see that. It's just I'm concerned with the Bucks. I did not think they looked all that good against Philly. I thought Philly was the reason why they had a lot of their success. Like defensively, okay, they did their thing, but I didn't like how they looked offensively. Uh I think Fournette's a bigger piece than people think. Even and even though the playoff Lenny Danwer knows about, but I think Fournette, they really would need him in this game to run the ball. Because I mm-hmm. think they're gonna look at this like we gotta somehow run the ball. Because you know about the Rams, you could run on them. Oh yeah. But the thing is, like, do they have the personnel? Is Vaughn and Gio Bernard can they do this? Is Ronald Jones even gonna be healthy? So it's just there's a lot of uncertainty. Le'Veon there. Bell, maybe? Uh, he didn't even play last <laughs> week. <laughs> so I think that's like the real good like to me, they gotta somehow run the ball and they gotta force turnovers and the and they're both O line D line gotta come to play. But other than that, they can't do it there. I just think the Rams, way too much star power, way too many playmakers. They're going to force turnovers, and they're just going to produce big plays. like that. Those receivers are going to get after those corners. And, yeah, I'm pretty confident. I'm going to go with the Rams. Wow. I hope you're right. I hope you're right. I'm going to pick the Rams also. I think the Rams coming into this game are healthier. They have more weapons at their disposal on offense. But Tampa Bay got number 12, and we know he has done a lot, even with less. Mm -hmm. But I think the Rams are, like you said, I love what you said about Tampa wishes this was Dallas. Yeah. It's going to be a great coaching matchup, by the way. You you have a couple of potential candidates with Raheem Morris and Todd Bowles. You got the old guru, Bruce Arians. Of course, everyone knows about Sean McVay. Yeah. 
And I think I love the stat of the fact that Brady's older than the remaining all three remaining coaches in NFC. NFC, that's wild. Yeah, so wild. Yeah, but man, I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the Rams. But it's the it's the game I'm the least like. Put it this way: this game, I'm not betting this game. Wow. Okay. It's because I'm already invested from the summer on the Rams. Oh, okay. So like, I think the Rams are gonna win. I obviously want the Rams mm-hmm. to win. And I just like that the the Bucks are coming in hobbled, where the Rams are coming in healthy. And Cam Akers coming back, I think, changes the entire complexion right. of this offense. Like, the way they use him as receiver, like Stafford slightly underthrew him, but the way they use him on the outside, that it could be like a thirty-five yard gain. Like it's those types of matchups because they like as as much as I like Sony Michelle, he's just a. Power it's limiting. Back. Yeah, it's limiting. When yeah. you see Sony Michelle out there, you kind of know it's you know it's a it's a he's a yeah. downhill runner. That's why Patriots said we only need you anymore. Yeah. So. And it was so obvious. Like I remember when he was on New England. Anytime like Sony was in there, it was like eighty percent of the time they're running the ball. Yeah. And then when it was any other running back, it was like a, a true fifty fifty. Right. But with Sony, James it's White like being yeah. 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 So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with. Well, that I, I want to say I was really happy that Gio Bernard had his James White game last week. Yeah. I was like I was like all right. Well, that was a that was a June take that actually came yeah. to fruition. Yeah. But uh, I'm curious though. So you had more of a problem or more of a conflict picking this game than over Kansas City Buffalo. Oh yeah. Wow. All yeah. right. I'm really interested now to talk about this game because to me, Kansas City Buffalo, this is the main event. This was the hardest game to pick. But you you know where you're going with this. Bills, Chiefs, the best game of the weekend on paper. Would you agree? Absolutely. The rematch of all rematches. Yeah. We've seen the Stefan Diggs photo, right? Stefan Diggs, I was telling Impy about this. Uh he like cleared his Instagram. There's like four posts on there. One of his posts the carousel where it's like a bunch of different photos mm-hmm. stone cold steve austin bill super bowl confirmed or what stone cold <laughs> it's a great route to go though yo the chiefs you know they play like time to play the they game do. Yeah. Like I, think, I think kelsey's a big wrestling yeah, fan. yeah. i love it man too, yeah. many, too many wrestling fans on this one yeah. but yo this game is it the afc championship is the winner of this game going to the super bowl that's the consensus I'm going to say yes. I agree. I think whoever wins this game goes to the Super Bowl. Block my hat when I say this. <laughs> <laughs> I would agree, yes. Because, like, even if you look at that, let's forget about Kansas City, Tennessee. Kansas City was, they were disheveled at the time. But, like, that Buffalo game, you watch the game, Buffalo show one night. Even though, look, Tennessee pulled out and you give them all the credit in the world, Jeffrey Simmons will play. Buffalo was kind of in control and they kind of beat themselves in that one. Like, these are the two most complete teams, two of the most dynamic quarterbacks both offenses, what a, what a group of playmakers on both sides, and two defenses that just continuously improve. That's the underlying storyline here. Both these defenses kind of start off the year rough. They've had some dark moments. But man, they've both hit their stride. Yeah. And think about it. Both of these teams have very similar seasons where, like, at some point you're like, yo, is New, is New England really going to win this division? Right. Like, are the Bills going to yeah. miss the playoffs? Like, Kansas City was in crisis mode in October. Buffalo was, like, late November, early December. And then look at them now. And these were two teams that everyone was like, all right, the one and two seed, you know, that head-to-head game week five or week six mm-hmm. on primetime, mm-hmm. Sunday Night Football, that's going to determine home field advantage right. as the one seed, right? Yeah. It did determine home field advantage in this scenario because mm-hmm. the game is in Kansas City. But it was like, you know, the, you got some weird losses for these two teams, right? right? Like that, And that game had a huge rainstorm. Yeah, it was, yeah, just, yeah. It was one of those games where right. like, sh- sh- it was just a weird game, but it was a weird season. Right. Both of these teams are coming off 
perfect performances. Complete dominance. Especially offensively. Yeah. Now, historically, this would be a situation where I'm like, ah, there's going to be a letdown, right? Mm-hmm. But both of them are playing each other. Right. And it was something I was, I was trying to explain to some some of the guys in Discord and, and just like even on Xbox with my friends, like usually be careful about the team that looks so amazing one week mm-hmm. playing a team that kind of like snuck by with a field goal. Mm-hmm. But now you have both these teams that won comfortably. The games were over by the fourth quarter. Yeah, even though, but you have to say though, Buffalo was a real statement. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was from the first drive. Man, Kansas City was kind of no-showed that. I want to say the whole first half, but majority of the first half, it wasn't pretty. Buffalo, from the first snap, boy. Until the <laughs> end, too. Like, yeah. They were still popping people on defense and shit. Like, they were not letting up. Right. And and Josh Allen was still running the ball, and yeah. playing, like, up 32, which yeah, is wild. Yeah. So, you mentioned this a while ago about Tredavious White. I think this is the first time that his absence is going to be felt. They've played the Patriots twice in that span. They played a Mike Evans, Tampa Bay team. Then they played like the Jets. They played Carolina. Played Falcons. With no Ridley, right? This is the first time that they're going to play an absolute stallion on the outside in Tyree. That's a concern. Now, some could say, and it was shown last week, that safety duo... Boy, they can make them plays. Micah Hyde, that interception. Yeah. That's like Primer or Thomas. Yeah. Like just a range. Because Aguilar hit Levi Wallace with a double move. Like that, and that should have been a touchdown. But just a range on Micah Hyde. But can he do this against. Because you know they're going to play that too high. That's how you got to do against Tyreek Hill. But you see the report Mahomes game with Pringle and Robinson. And Hardman's now making plays. Like they don't have to scheme up things for Hardman as much anymore. Now he can actually make plays on his own. So I think that's a concern. Like Buffalo's corner depth is going to get really tested. Like the Levi Wallace and Johnson. It's just it's it's, it's a bit worrying. But you know, in the middle of the field, like those safeties and those linebackers, like Matt Milano in particular, they're going to come to play. In three three career games versus Buffalo, all of which. Featured Tredavious White, 17 catches for 124 yards for Tyreek Hill. Mm-hmm. Kept in check, right? right? Like, he usually has five for 124, right. you know? Like, they've let him get his stuff underneath, mm-hmm. seven yard out, out, you know, a four yard or something mm-hmm. like that. But, man, I think that Tyreek goes ballistic this week. And this is going to be the first time where they're going to be like, yeah, Levi Wallace is cool and the too high safety look. Because you also have Kelsey. Mm-hmm. You also got McKinnon now who all of a sudden is like, yeah. yo, is that Jamal Charles out there? Like, okay. I have a Chief, I have I have one friend who's a Chiefs fan and he was telling me, he's like, dude, when Mahomes came, I was like, I wish like Jamal Charles played in that offense. That would have been sick. He's like, he deserved to play in that yeah. offense. Poor guy. And, and I was telling him, I was like, yo, does McKinnon remind you? He's like, ah, just like the build and stature. Like right. Jamal is like way better. But this this new wrinkle, this mm. new dynamic is just crazy. Yeah. And I think one of the things that McKinnon, like the biggest development is that Kansas City can now run their screen game properly. Mm-hmm. I don't think the other running backs were as efficient. McKinnon just has that patience and the timing. Because I think Kansas City, they're for the past few years, been like the best screen team. 
in the league, them in New Orleans, but it just hasn't really clicked this year due to the running backs because it's just their running backs. Every week there's like a new player getting 8 to 10 carries. It just hasn't been no cohesiveness despite their O-line being among the best in the league. So now you got McKinnon coming. Like the two biggest developments from the wildcard round for each team is the fact that McKinnon they're comfortable using and the fact that Buffalo, they're pretty much just saying now Josh Allen, run the ball as much as you can. It's the playoffs now because they really held back from calling those design quarterback runs during the regular season. I think after that Patriots loss, they're like, all right, we have to start giving Josh Allen the ball eight to ten times because at this point when he gets the ball, yards after contact, I think he's like four yards. Like that's how much yards pick up. Just after contact it's the way like even though you want to protect your quarterback, he's just too much of a freak of nature not to utilize. So I think that's why I think that's those are the biggest developments for his teams, you know, going forward now. I personally I want to protect my quarterback in October against the Jets. Mm-hmm. This time of year, so much of an asset. I'm guns blazing. Yeah. We're going out with what we do best. Mm-hmm. And if that means that that big monster running the ball, yeah. like, yo, he's a tank. Yeah, and we know Kansas City's not a good tackling team. So I'm running you yeah. into the ground. Yeah. Like this this notion of the running quarterback and he gets hurt and stuff. Like, yeah, I don't want Lamar running up 20 against the Jaguars. Mm-hmm. I don't want Josh Allen opening up the whole playbook against the Jets like nah I want this is where I want you to do all the shit that you're great at Mm -hmm. so for me I like I like the Chiefs because of no Tredavious White I really think that his absence this is going to be the first time that they're going to feel it Mm -hmm. and this does feel like whoever has the ball last is, yeah. is going to score a yeah. touchdown. Yeah, a couple also noble things about Kansas City going to this game. First matchup, Chris Jones didn't play. Melvin Ingram was on the team. Ward, uh, Davis Ward, was injured. And he that was, was the famous Tyron Matthew, yeah. Daniel Sorensen stuff. And yeah, Daniel Sorensen played 100% snaps in that game. Yeah. He'll be lucky to play... 30 percent in this game because he's pretty much a dime player at this point yeah like, they'll he actually might see more just because as we know buffalo will spread it out oh yeah like those playmakers i think that's gonna make a huge difference they're finally utilizing isaiah mckenzie more because i think at this point they gotta view sanders and beasley as role players like they, to me they're just guys they can't take over games yeah like they could play 40 50 percent of the time but look gabriel davis that's their big play threat we know how good Diggs is dawson knox you throw the ball in there he's probably gonna come down with it but McKenzie, you could use him on reverses, jet sweeps, you know, Gavin bubble screens. Like you just use him, utilize him in creative ways, and he just has the speed to just get away. Like those Patriot players, they couldn't even get a hand on him at times. So I love the fact that you have those playmakers, and now you have a steady running back. Like how Singletary's emerged from being so completely anonymous to now being this dependable back, you give the ball 15 times a game. It's huge for them because yeah. they needed, they just need some kind of balance. Nah, they did. Do you think, um, what do you think of, which which offense do you think is harder to deal with? Good question. I think I would slightly lean Kansas City just because their O-line is much better. Like Buff, that's the big concern about Buffalo. Mm. It's the O-line. You could get at them a bit. Because I feel like these two quarterbacks mm-hmm. might be one and two. I asked this question to Impy. Yeah. I, I I didn't ask you this, so I would love to hear yours. We were talking about like if you knew for a fact that all these quarterbacks in the playoffs were going to have their A plus game, 
whose A plus game is the best of everyone's? Is it not these two? I go Rogers. That's fair. But if he made if he made the joke, he's like, yo, he always kind of has like an A A game, right? Yeah, like, like you know, that's a bad Rogers game. has been solid, Mac. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, Josh Allen can be turnover prone, and Mahomes sometimes gets a little too confident mm-hmm. with his arm, like he'll put the ball in harm's way. But I feel like Josh Allen might be the hardest guy to stop. Like okay, that's fine. Yeah, I agree with that. Like if Josh Allen has his A plus game, I don't think anyone could beat Buffalo, especially because I the way Dayball's constructed that offense, like. Boy, Dable, I can't wait to see him be a head coach next year. Like what he's doing right now, just setting him up, spraying the field with the playmakers, utilizing Allen on these runs. It's just it's a work of art. And as long as I think they keep him protected, which will be difficult because Kansas City Spag season, it's, baby. It's spag season and that D line's net and look, they got players like yeah. Ingram's really come on. Chris Jones now in the interior, like they're gonna get after him. And the secondary, they're making plays. It's just right now, I think Buffalo, you want to challenge these plays. Like, you make them tackle you because that's the one thing I, I get concerned about with Kansas City. Just can they tackle? So, it's a fun game. It's, look, this is the best game of the week by far to me. And there's just so many. Like, I, like, I was looking up so many statistics while preparing for this game. Like, another one I want to mention. Uh, in the past three meetings on 144 dropbacks, Patrick Mahomes, 144 dropbacks, Buffalo has blitzed them just nine times and in the previous matchups Mahomes had 63 dropbacks on that Sunday night game zero times Buffalo blitzed and McDermott comes for that Carolina system where they blitz a lot and Buffalo they don't have any defensive linemen that really particularly like you know Jerry Hughes, Maris, Ed Oliver they're not guys that necessarily are 10 sack guys like they're just good ro- rotating pieces it's it's gonna be interesting how they defend them because I think at this point Buffalo's defense I don't think they're gonna blitz a lot it's just a matter of like just don't let Tyreek Hill beat us. Just, that's it. We'll, we'll take the stuff underneath, and we're just going to put faith in our offense that Josh Allen's capable of putting up 40 points. And it literally just might be one turnover might just make the difference. Yeah. Yeah. Not for sure, man. Like, I know, I, I know I'm know, i taking Tyreek everything over. <laughs> like, catches to score. I really think this is going to be one of those, like, wild Tyreek games. And I think they're going to need it, too. Because I also think Diggs is a nightmare for, for Kansas City yeah. also. And I know he's going to be ready to play. Like, he's been waiting for this. And if you're Buffalo, like, this is what you asked for too, dude. Like, one way or another, you were going to have to beat this team. Right. So, either it was in the AFC title game. Yeah. Walker, it didn't matter. Like, like you wish you, it, they would have been home, but. Right. But they you, still games, had to, yeah. you still had to go through Kansas City yeah. at some point. And in the NFC, the same shit, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if you're the Rams, it's like, yo, at some point, Brady was going to be in our way. Yeah. Right? One way or another. Right. That's how everyone should feel in the AFC. This divisional round. Best by the best. <laughs> and I love, I don't know if you saw, there's a clip that's going around, like, before the game. Like Jordan Poyer was getting the team around. And, he, and they're like, you see those boys over there? They're so effing cocky. We're going to beat their ass for the first snap. We don't give a damn about everybody. Like, they just have that mentality, Buffalo. And as they should, like, they truly think they're the best. And... Look, they're a certified Super Bowl contender, and uh, I think they look back at that Kansas City game last year because we were really excited about the AFC Championship game, and for them, to and be, then it was like a dull kind of just. They lost very decisively. Like the yeah. offense just didn't show up, and Kansas City just controlled the ball. Like they know this time, they really have to bring it because they got this window right now. Like they're just they 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 really got win the Super Bowl. Like the Buffalo's in this position. Like oh, it's dude. now. Yo, I've been talking to some of my friends. Uh-huh. I'm in a group chat with some like college buddies that still live in like the Rochester, mm-hmm. Buffalo area. And 
some of them were telling me that they could get tickets to that playoff game last week for like 90 bucks at the 50 yard line, three rows back. Dude, it was like 12 oh. degrees. Because from a yeah, weather standpoint, yeah. like no one wanted to be out there, even uh, though it's a playoff game yeah. at home and shit. But I was just telling him, I was like, I was like, yo, bro. If Buffalo wins the Super Bowl, what happens to Buffalo? He's like, dude, you got to come up. <laughs> like, if Buffalo goes to the Super Sunday Bowl, night. you got to just come and yeah. watch the Super Bowl with us, bro. Yeah. Like, it's we're burning the city down. That, that parade, like... <laughs> they're going to burn it like, down. Like, literally, you, they're going to have to get tables from every state because they're just going to have to supply every table imaginable. Like, we got to just make sure the tables are there for everybody. Dude, if you were someone who was, like, in college during the Buffalo 90s... And now you're seeing this, like you're probably like in your fifties now. Like you gotta be saying to yourself, right. like, "Yo, we're back. Like yeah. we're close again." Because those Super Bowls, as you know, and Dallas fans know, they were colossal disappointments for the Bills. Massive, man. Yeah. So now it's just like they just had such a, this this offense. Like if when they're firing all cylinders, they really could be historically good. That's how good they are. So I'm. I'm about to I'm about to piss off all my Buffalo homies though. You're so yeah, you're going Kansas City and you're feeling confident about it. Yeah. Okay. I think I think Kansas City wins. I think I think it's really gonna come down to for me the most fascinating matchup mm. from uh f- from one unit versus another, one player versus another, it's Tyreek Hill against his secondary. Because I think Tredavious White was a guy who held him in check. I, yeah. I read you Tyreek's numbers right. in previous meetings. Pedestrian. Yeah. Below that, yeah. wide receiver three right. numbers, yeah. and you're talking about like a top five wide receiver, yeah. in my opinion. I think no Tredavious White. I think Tyreek has a monster game. Honey Badger coming up somewhere. Always does in these yeah. spots, right? Yeah. Always just makes a big play somewhere. It's a batted ball. It's a mm-hmm. scooped fumble. It's an interception. He just always shows up. And I think it's really Tyreek Hill. And then, look, man, Pat Mahomes in the playoffs, his only losses have been to Tom Brady. This is our first difference. I'm going Buffalo. Wow. I'm loving Buffalo. I just trust our offense slightly more. And I'm a little concerned about these slow starts with Kansas City. Like this is not the game where you have to oh, start slow. Yeah. This is not the game where you have to start slow. You don't want to fall down ten nothing to Buffalo. No, no. Ooh, that's another thing too. Yeah. If you're Buffalo, right? Say you're up seven nothing and then you know it's fourth and goal inside the ten yard line. Mm-hmm. Think you maybe go for it? Or? Well, ten yard line's a little much. Yeah, yeah, yeah ten might be. F- five All right, so what line. about like balls on the eighteen yard line and it's fourth and two? You're up seven nothing. This is the type of game you go for. Bro. You gotta go yeah. for it, man. Yeah. Don't do that Houston Texans shit. Because I think last year, even though the game wasn't competitive, they were kicking field goals a bit, and that kind of cost them. Even though Kansas City was the rightful winner, like it was pretty one side. But I remember Buffalo they got caught up in it, and they were kicking too many field goals. So I just think. Dave and McDermott, they know they just have to go for it. But yeah, no, this is by far for me the hardest game to call. Like this was really difficult. But I'm just saying about this Bills offense, and I think they're just more organized defensively, and they're just gonna pull this out at the end. But man, whoever wins this, they're gonna have to really earn it because the margin for error is so low. Because these quarterbacks, they're gonna pump numbers. If you just look at the breakdown of each game that we've done, mm-hmm. we spent probably. 60% of the show talking about Sunday. So that goes to show yeah. you just how colossal the Sunday mm-hmm. games are. Yeah. I'm and glad, I, I'm glad we got one difference. And I think that the games are going to get more and more interesting as they go mm-hmm. throughout the whole week. Definitely more explosive, too. Yeah. Like, I'll be shocked. Like, because we know playoff football, things could happen, but 
it's just if these teams score less than 30, whoever scores less than 30 is not winning this game. Like this is a game where they got to score. That's just how it is. So to recap, because we're going to make some graphics for this one, brother, brother. You got Titans close, Green Bay blowout, Rams and Buffalo. I got Titans blowout. Well, lopsided, two-score game, I put. I, I, I'm going to say Rams win by two possession. I think the Rams win pretty decisively. Yo, you are getting me super, like, switched on, bro. All I want to <laughs> hear is people being on the Rams. <laughs> I'm concerned about Tampa. And, like, it's hard not to be optimistic about the Rams after what they just did. Bro, listen. <laughs> it's just knocking, son. Yeah. It's knocking. I got Titans and Green Bay. I think the Saturday games are going to be chalk and they're going to be blowouts. And then I got the Rams and the Chiefs, and I feel stronger about the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. And the Rams, I'm the least, I'm the most conflicted on that game. I, I really don't know. Okay. But it's good. It's good to have differences there. I want to wrap it up with this. Eight teams left. What would be your dream Super Bowl matchup? The Rams and the Bills because I'm financially okay. invested. All right, well, I guess we got, we got to keep it like hey, that. Nah, <laughs> but, yo, honestly. Chiefs-Packers? Either. You know there's so much because i'm like petty mm-hmm. and and i love like i'm a fan of people that like like fake outrage culture mm-hmm. on social media green bay going to the super bowl and winning the super bowl people would lose their shit i know and no, i would no, be loving number it number 12 just be and then Devonte in the corner like yeah. i would just be loving yeah, it people yeah. just losing their yeah. minds but you're you're but yours rams bills Rams yeah. Bills was my preseason pick. Okay. Financially, that would be awesome. Yeah. But from like a yo, this is gonna be a dope Super Bowl. I think whoever wins this Bills Chiefs game versus the Rams from like a star power and mm-hmm. like offensive stuff and even defensive stars too. Yeah. I think those would be the most compelling. But even Green Bay too. Yeah. I mean, how long have we been wanting the the State Farm Super Bowl, right? Mahomes and Rogers got robbed of it during the regular season. Oh uh, yeah. yeah, we haven't gotten to see that in the last two play two yeah. postseasons. We haven't gotten right. to see that. Yeah, my choice. Look, obviously, I would love Chiefs Packers, but from a fandom standpoint, Titans Niners. Get Julio's moment. Get Shanahan back there. <laughs> All, all the major networks are looking at me like that. Like, bro, no. Jimmy G versus Tannehill? Fuck out of here, give me, bro. Give me just a fucking I, I gave you Mahomes and Rodgers, and then you give me Jimmy G and Tannehill. I want fandom. It's not about the QBs, man. It's Fuck about the, the funkiness. <laughs> we thought it was oh, that was gross. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, Ground man. and pound, 1980s. Against... The, the enough. three-headed monster at Sanford. Enough. Enough. Shanahan, give him his moment. Especially after last week when he almost blew it. But, oh, uh, man. There we go. It's going to be a hell of a weekend. What a Super Bowl you want to see. Ay, ay, ay. Let's fucking wrap this up. I, I can't totally do this no more. Hey, I said Packers Chiefs would be the best quality. But in terms of fandom, look, I got ties to Shannon and I want Julio in it. I'm taking my anger out at Jiu-Jitsu right now. I'm not letting go when people tap. So you can blame Allen for that shitbag pick. Alan, where can they find you? A L L E N S D R K. At Nick Day is ten is where you can find me. At Veterans Minimum, we can find everything for the show. Check out the Patreon. Check out the YouTube. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Leave a comment. Give us a thumbs up. Five star rating on iTunes. You can rate on Spotify. Patreon. I think I said that. Super Bowl boxes. I think I said that. Hit us up in the Discord. Follow us. You know the vibes. We'll catch you next time.